bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a Hello and welcome. Thank you for listening in today to Let's Talk Business on River Radio with me, Fiona Johnson. Today, I'd like to welcome sales growth expert Amanda Downs. She's also Director of Commercial Leadership at Uspire Group. Amanda provides sales strategy facilitation, sales leader mentoring and sales leadership skills training to businesses that are ready to grow. Amanda has been quite difficult to track down and have as a guest on our show, which is why Amanda is joining us remotely today from Stoke-on-Trent, where she currently is working on a project. But given her skills and mastery of sales, some of which we're hoping she will impart to you today, we are very keen to make it work and have her as a guest. Hello, Amanda. Thank you for joining us. So how's your week going so far? Hi, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I am actually sitting in the car park of a KFC in Stoke-on-Trent with my ear pods in, hoping it's not going to be too noisy. So yeah, <laughs> my week's going well so far, thank you. I am on my way back down south. Oh, okay. So back, back yeah, back to the Thames Valley, okay. which is where I live. Well, um, thank you very much for sort of stopping in the most glamorous of um, environments. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. Don't get distracted by the, the drive-through, <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on today's show, we will be finding out the importance of a clear sales strategy to help your business growth. We'll also be discussing the skill of selling and the art of negotiations. Plus, we've also got our quick fire round and we'll be finding out what Amanda's two favourite tracks are. And let me just say, I think you might be in for a surprise. Um, <laughs> don't forget, you can email in with any questions you'd like to put to Amanda. Um, use the email fiona at river.radio and you can listen to the show again as a podcast through the usual channels. Don't forget to spread the word to fellow business owners who you think will enjoy listening and learning a thing or two from today's guest or any of our other previous guests on our Let's Talk Business show. So Amanda, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about what you do? Hi, uh, thank you. Thanks, Fiona, and thanks for having me. Um, Yes, so what do I do? Well, this week I have been supporting a um, female sales leader to shine in her business so I one of the key things that I do is I coach sales leaders in bigger businesses with my company the use of buyer group where as you say I'm um, director of commercial leadership and the next thing that I did this following day after that I was up in Leeds and I was uh, introducing actually two sales teams together in non-conflicting industries mm. who wanted to share best practice I wanted to uh, connect to be able they work with very similar customers in the um, grocery industry and they wanted to be able to share best practice. So that was great as well. So it's facilitating sales people to they were they were all leaders actually facilitating them to get better at what they do um, and grow sales 
Yeah. So, you know, the, the, I spend a lot of my time facilitating boards around how to go about creating this, as you said, sales strategy and, um, you know, be the best they can be for their customers, negotiate prices, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what, what's happened over the, the last few years is that I, um, I also, facilitate and train and uh, and coach leaders who want to be able to influence and sell better so lots of lots of thought around lots of uh, work around things like presenting with impact and influencing with gravitas um and particularly actually over the last couple of years through lockdown for women um oh, business owners and women leaders who who um yeah, you know, we've all we've all struggled actually in the last couple of years, but particularly um, in terms of balancing that, or actually, I don't even call it balance anymore. Integrating mm. your work life into oh. your home life, bearing in mind that we're remote. It does feel like that, as you say, with all this work from yeah. home, and that's still continuing. Um, that's really interesting about the fact that you've got two non-competing sales teams but the point that yeah. they both I think that's a really interesting concept that they're both bringing something to the table they're le- learning from each other um, and yet that's probably quite an alien concept I can't imagine many you new know, people would see when you say let well come and meet a competitor or something you know someone who does something like you do yeah because yeah, no, that- sales is a bit like no they're mine you know that's my contact that's my contact and no. it all gets a bit secretive doesn't well, it well I I'm I it's very interesting you should say that actually um I'm probably wrong. Because my my as as I've I've been in in sales since no, since I was like twenty one, um, and I'm not quite twenty one now. And uh, and actually, my purpose as graduates do quite a lot of work around values and purpose as a, as a business owner, and you know, and also with a lot of clients. And I find that my purpose is really quite solidified now and quite clear. And that is that actually, it's not about competition. It's not about their mind. It's not about pushiness. It's actually about authentically looking after your customers to the point where, you know, they want to buy from you. So it's attracting and looking after them um, and bringing them so much value that they want to do that. And my purpose has kind of become um, twofold, actually. I've got one about female business owners and female leaders, like um, nudging and helping and supporting them up. Um, I've got myself a target actually now it's a hundred and uh, yeah I'm not quite made it yet (laughs) the other side is around my purposes is is to kind of my kind of north star if you like is uh is to stop people thinking that sales is a dirty word with a load of kind of wall street traders you know (laughs) and I think actually that's exactly the assumption I jumped to just then when I was sort of giving that scenario of two sales teams being competitive and actually you know we know that times have shifted and we know that I think deep down we know sales shouldn't be a dirty word we've got to embrace it as business owners that's for sure but also that fact that I think the world has changed and selling now we all jump to the the conclusion as you say about the sort of hard sell the foot in the door salesman all those things and of course it still exists but we are all changing and along may that continue yeah yeah and uh, you know and what I'd love the listeners your listeners to to reframe if they do anything in this next hour is to actually think about sales as influencing mm. and think about influencing as selling which actually means that every single person in your business is a salesperson. 
Oh, yes. Well, I mean, that comes in my role as well as a, as a PR and reputation builder, because yeah. everyone is a spokesperson for the business. And just yeah. as, as everyone is a salesperson, um, because, again, it's creating that um, that image, that positioning, the sort of the messaging of what the company is trying to do and achieve yeah. and who they're trying to help. So there's definitely yeah. a sort of correlation there. Um, and funny enough, I was going to ask you why selling's got such a bad reputation. I think you're right. It might be from films like Wall Street, uh, only for those of yeah. us that remember films that long ago. Um, but I mean, you, so you obviously you work with a broad spectrum of clients. It's interesting that you want to um, support more women going into that. But is there a particular type of business that you find yourself working more with or is it very, very broad? Very good question. I think there are two answers to that. I do find myself working a lot in the food and drink industry because that's where my background was. Uh, so I started selling quite a lot of junk food, actually, biscuits. Um, that's why you've come cake, back to park outside KFC. Peanut. It's like coming home. Yeah. <laughs> haven't actually got any KFC in the car. <laughs> <you know>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so so started my so I started in the food and drink industry. So I we do still have, particularly used by my colleagues, also came from that background. So we have a lot of, of uh, customers, so clients in the food and drink industry. So if you know, in, if that was a kind of niche industry, we are still pretty heavily involved there. Um, I think it's a really interesting one. So who are my typical clients in terms of smaller businesses would be um, clients who have, I certainly are like-minded. So, you know, when we do all that work about ideal client and ideal customer that that I certainly recommend that you do, I'm sure you've talked about before with guests, uh, that they tend to be people that like you like and are likely to like you. Yes. So that's the first thing. And share the same values um, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the so in terms of ideal client for smaller businesses, it tends to be businesses who are ready to grow. So when I say ready to grow, it might be that it is the end, that the, there is a, a small leadership team, a kind of a founding director who needs to start to think about letting go and releasing the rail, reins on sales. Right. Yes, okay. Um, because actually we tend to, don't we? And we all do. <laughs> yes. Um think that we're the best people to sell because it's our business. And actually sometimes we need to think about li- releasing that those reins, which is a real challenge actually being able to release and feel trust feel trusting enough to be able to, and trust yourself to be able to release the reins. So I do like to work with people who are ready to do that. Yes. With I've got a uh, a model that I use there, a growth model. So. No, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? That whole because you you don't, and I'm, I'm sure you do support and handhold them through that. But if they've already acknowledged that they need to let go of the reins a bit, then that's exactly where you can step in. So that yeah. that's really yeah. good to know. And I'm always wondering when do you have um, an inspirational person that you find yourself turning to as a sort of business role model, like your sort of ideal salesperson that you think that's who. You, you you aspire to be like or or you want your clients to aspire to be like oh that's an interesting question do i have a obviously not um, michael douglas on wall street needs to be a, a uh, yeah no uh no i i don't really actually it's an interesting question i'm just thinking as thinking aloud i've got i know i know that you might you could you asked me about books and there is a particular book that that massively influenced me as a salesperson mm. and that book is a book called the go-giver 
yep. by um, a guy called, um, oh my goodness, it's left me. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, we can look that up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Do. Very well there's two book. of them, yep. man and, oh, it begins with B. Come back to it. Um, menopause moment. Uh, <laughs> um and the reason that that impacted me is because it is the the, the title is the go giver. Yeah. So actually, if you go give, then you will receive sale. Ah, okay. Yeah. So that's what that's, sort of yeah. the, the principle is what influences you rather than a particular person. Yeah. I mean, it's in the Bible, isn't it? In giving, we receive. Yes. Yes. You know, um, uh, you know, be a radiator, not a drain. And like actually, that, that yeah. whole <laughs> that whole that whole concept is is what for me is authentic you know authentic selling selling with selling with integrity yes absolutely and um do you have a sort of a best part of the job something that you just really really enjoy as an element of it that you yeah yeah yeah, i got two i've got two actually it really makes me smile the first one is when somebody gets the you know gets that sale that you've helped them to create a pitch for or to um or to you know to create the the benefits and create the value proposition for when somebody gets that sale um and particularly you know i'm, I'm thinking about a, a client that I was with yesterday and you know they they it's a good sized food client and they're going for a massive customer yeah who will be a complete game changer oh, wonderful if they get it yeah so and then you go you know you go yes when you hear that news yeah and then the second one is when you get a um, sales manager or a um, uh, you know a, a sales leader who gets onto that board or gets that promotion or yep. you know is we've coached to to move upwards and actually achieves it it's, that is um you know a tick on my list yes. for sure and isn't that the thing about a service business? Because you're doing it for others. And so you can still yeah. get the benefits when other people, you see the other people fly and soar in their roles. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Really good yeah, moment. Yeah, and the trouble is, I'm now going to ask you the complete opposite. Is there an element of, of running your own business that is just the, the one thing that you think, oh, I could do without that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've no hesitation. <laughs> admin whisper it I love the way I love the way I wish people could see this Amanda leant forward to the screen and went admin and whispered it yes I know but for there are quite a lot of people listening out there they would have heard that (laughs) so yeah when I say admin you know um I've learned over the years to be organized Mm mm-hmm I've also got a team around me who really support me with that. I mean, I have to say the key breakthrough for me from an admin perspective was getting, as a small business myself, actually, was um, uh, getting onto zero. Yep. You know, and and actually it's a game changer because it means that somebody can properly help you with your bookkeeping. So I have a fantastic, um, fantastic um, virtual assistant called Liz. Hi, Liz, and um, and she supports me now with those sorts of things, and she can do quite a lot of admin um, when I remember to ask her. Oh, and that I mean that just eases the pressure. You know, you can farm it out. I mean, it's not just the sort of physical here. Great, someone's doing my admin. It's the fact that it's giving you brain space to do something else as well. Yeah, it? yeah, it ab- absolutely is. And you know, at, 
it's not very long since that I've been released from well, we've all been released from our screens mm. and I am doing a lot of traveling at the moment because you can imagine sales teams and, and, and businesses, they actually do want to get together. Yep. Um, and therefore actually I can call Liz, um, you know, or text her when I stop to say, yep. say, could you just, or can you set that zoom up or could you, could you make sure, did they get back on this? Did they get back yeah. on that? Um, which is just brilliant i mean i've been working with Liz since 2014 and you know, i wouldn't oh, be without yeah that's funny isn't it how you sort of think to start with oh you know how am i managed going to manage to do everything and then you find someone like liz shout out to liz yeah and you sort yeah. of think oh, I, I can't imagine now not having her around in my life yeah yeah. and, and it's yeah. interesting because we often ask our guests um what would be a sort of top tip to someone who's thinking about setting up their own business and actually it's interesting isn't it sort of what you're or you know what you're suggesting is actually get those those you know whether it's zero or to get those systems in place really early on and yeah. build your team as well and so don't back to what you're saying about sales don't have too much control over certain things you need to let go not of everything obviously but certain elements and yeah. their strengths yeah i think i mean i'm not a zero sales person um but uh, let me know if you work for zero you need any help <laughs> but actually the beauty of zero is it does your accounts as well yeah and your vat yeah. you know it's quite it's amazing you see look there you are you can't stop selling can you <laughs> but no, it's authentic selling it's authentic <laughs> selling um but i was also going to um ask because i think quite often you come across you know whether you go to a networking event and, and i'm not talking about to sell at a networking event but as a business owner, you're always looking for the sort of the next important customer or, or the next, you know, the new leads in the pipeline or about winning new customers. But um, it's true, isn't it, that quite often the, the best customers are right under your nose. And I think we're all slightly guilty of that. Would you agree with that? Totally. Absolutely would agree. That's, um, that is textbook in terms of sales growth. The first place to look for sales is with existing customers. Mm. Um, and the second place is customers who bought for you a while back. Yes. And, it can, and <laughs> I know, suppose there's no, yeah. is there, a, there's probably Lapped, not a time limit, yeah. is there? Lapped customers, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say the third place is actually customers that you have, you have um, connected with and sold to who haven't necessarily bought at that moment. Yes. Okay. So just, um, because actually they are warmed up to you. They might, you know, I always say, so, you know, there's ne- it's never a no in sales. It's a not yet. Well, assuming you're selling something that is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> is relevant to their business. Yes, because you can't always assume that if someone didn't buy from you, that they bought from someone else. Sometimes it's just a not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And certainly, well, in the last two and a half years, there's been a lot of not yet. And uh, one of the reasons why I'm driving up and down the motorway a lot in June is that, actually a lot of those not yet have then said yeah now yeah yeah okay so they sort of everything's been on a well, it's not even a pause I don't know what it's just some sort of lull and suddenly we're waking up and I can imagine you're very busy um and yeah. then you met you mentioned being up and down the road but where are you actually based I'm based I'm home based in Bracknell mm-hmm. near Reading yep. so in the Thames Valley um and our use by our officer in Leatherhead mm-hmm Uh, But my clients are based all over the place. So Yes, but I know that if you do workshops, which I know you do do, they're obviously more local or will you travel to do a a workshop if someone wants to set one up out of the area? 
they're almost always uh um they're almost always with the, my bigger clients they're almost always out of the area right um but yeah yeah you, you and i did some work didn't we um did, a, yes. a good while a good while back and i do like to use the local community if possible so yeah. are you um there's an amazing um community cafe called the fox's den in binfield yep. shout out there to Claire murphy <laughs> if uh, anybody's listening go to the fox's den it's amazing um and use you know use the local facilities yes so i always in fact i had a bit of a coup the other day because i've got a client who is based in north of york mm. um it's a field and it's a field sales he's a field sales team and he actually said he's got some people based in Exeter. Uh, so actually, we're going to go to Maidenhead, which is really close to me. So yep. bringing some business into uh, uh, one of the hotels there. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? And as you talk about the community centre, the community cafe, rather, being able to support local neighbourhoods and all those small businesses. You know, and it's, it's back to what we were saying. What goes around comes around. And if it's that radiating, isn't it? Radiator, yeah. rather, yeah. Um, and putting it out locally. That's great. Um, thank you, Amanda. Now, I'd like to talk to you about your very first track. Um, it's by R.E.M., um, but would you like to tell us why you chose this song? Does it ha- is there a story behind it? Well, there's a story behind R.E.M. because I have seen R.E.M. once and once only, and I'd still say it's one of my, it's absolutely one of my favourite, favourite bands. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, and I've seen them once, but I've actually had tickets three times mm. to see them. And when I eventually did see them, this this song made me cry. And oh. it was cry- I don't know whether it was relief or mo- it's a very moving song. I think I think it's very relevant to uh, to now. It's re- very very relevant to kind of mental well being, etc. Uh, which is you know has come to the fore in the last couple of years for sure. Yes. And, and and long may that continue. Um, yeah, the first two times, um, a couple of reasons. One to do with a plonker of a boyfriend who had my ticket and I couldn't get out. He's and not the other getting one to a do shout with out illness. then. <laughs> no, he isn't. And the other one is to do with um, an Ill- illness that I wasn't able to go. And then finally, finally, I did go into Marley Park in Dublin to see this superb band live with... Um, um, some very very special people oh. um, in an outdoor gig, uh, and I remember just tears going down my eyes listening to this. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? How songs can bring back so many memories and the atmosphere as well of listening to it live. Um, and you probably heard a little snippet then. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to play it quite so soon. Um, but this is REM with and everybody hurts. And then when we come back, we'll be talking to Amanda about how she fell in love with sales and how she honed her selling skills. Right, let's have a let, get the hankies out. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in today. Um, Today we are joined by sales growth expert Amanda Downs um, and we're sharing a masses of fantastic insights into selling which is something we all need to not only uh, 
Well, we need to master, basically. I don't know that many of us are natural salespeople. Um, And don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen again uh, via catch-up as a podcast via the usual channels um, or via the website, which is river.radio. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having on the show today, drop me an email, fiona at river.radio, or you can get in touch via our social channels, which is River Radio Live. Did you enjoy that, Amanda? I did. I've got, I, I, if I, if I hadn't been on my phone, I would have had my phone torch on. <laughs> would have been, it's a real anthem, isn't it? It is. I don't know. Some people find it a bit depressing, but I just find it like, yeah, hold on. Oh, hold on. I know. And I wanted you know? to, I, I played it as sort of as long as we could. I wanted to play the whole thing for you. That's yeah. magical tune. Fabulous. Um, So now we're going to come to our quick fire quiz part of the show. Um, And Amanda, I hope you're ready for this. Um, Blimey. So it's very, uh, it's a very, very taxing questions, but I think you'll be able to. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think you told me about this. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know. I like to keep you you sort of, keep you guessing. But it's very much um, just, it's it's to help us get to know what's behind the real Amanda. Um, But I I think you'll, I think you'll cope with the questions. So um, do you prefer Marmite or peanut butter? Marmite. Oh, okay. I didn't. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, beer or wine? Wine. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Rugby or football? Oh, that's hard. Neither really. Oh. Rugby, I suppose. Oh, neither. Yeah. So it's not. It's not a case of both. Not really. It's a case of neither. No. What, what's your? What's not your really sport? into either. Do you have a sport of choice? Uh, golf. Oh, okay. Didn't see that one coming either. Um, are you a night owl or an early bird? Early bird. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Everybody else in my family is a night owl, which is a bit of a problem. Because I to... want to go to sleep and they want to have a party. <laughs> All out of sync. And you can't do both. <laughs> That's the trouble. Yeah. Um, would you prefer a relaxing break or an adventure holiday? Ooh, relaxing break. Yeah. Do you have somewhere in particular that you really enjoy going to? Um. I love going to Cornwall oh. and watching sea. I like to watch the tide. Yep. It's very I'd be sitting watching the tide going in and out yeah. with a book. Yeah. Is, um, yeah. It's yeah. so relaxing, isn't it? It's just something you just really it makes it sort of escapism, isn't it? Watching the sea and the tides. Um, and outside of work, are there any hobbies or interests that you could share with us? I am a big gardener. Oh. I, my gardens are never quite bearing my my organization skills they're never quite they're never they're never neat mm. but they I like to think they're beautiful I bet they are beautiful. I do I really I really think you are you know when you've got a little bit of space that you are kind of the guardian of that land and if you can leave it in a better place because you can't take it with you but That's you such uh, a nice leave thought. it in a better place and I yeah. guess you're particularly busy at the moment it's a busy time of year in the garden isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah. So, um, tomatoes. I was in, um, well, in fact, I was in Santorini last week. And did you know that Santorini is uh, well known for its tomato puree production? And sadly, I didn't get to go because I've got lots of people telling me that I needed to go to other things like beaches and restaurants <laughs> and things. Yeah. But they've got a tomato museum. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, a tomato me. museum. I was gutted that I couldn't go. It was closed when we went past it. That sounds very interesting. <laughs> that will give the Isle of Wight a run for its money, wouldn't it? Because that's where I always yeah. think of tomatoes coming from there. But tomato, period. yeah, oh, okay. Um, there yeah. you go. Fun fact. Um, and finally, can you describe yourself in three words? 
inspiring, mm-hmm. motivating, and fun. Oh, I like it. I like that. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Um, yes, you know, as I meet my guests and everything, it's like, yeah, I can see where all these, you know, these, these aren't just random words plucked out of the thin air. They really, <laughs> they really do describe oneself. Um, so it's quite good to put you on the spot because if I gave you too long to think about it, I think we'd all, no, maybe not that one, maybe this. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that. You've passed our quiz. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, now, I know we, we talked about a, a book earlier, The Go-Giver, um, and actually I did look it up, and it is by, for those of you that want to have a... Oh. I want to uh, have a read. Um, it is by Bob Berg and John David Mann. So both of them. That's and it. that would be a book you recommend. Uh, do you listen to podcasts at all, Amanda? Do you even have time for podcasts? Or are you are you very much a book person? I am a book person, actually. I am a book person. I've done a few podcasts. Uh, and I have recently, in fact, I'm on them now, recently got some new earbuds Mm. because actually I realized that as long as I've got some, uh, I've got quite an old car, so it's not all integrated and all of that. But um, as long as I've got my phone plugged in, I can actually listen to podcasts in the car. Yes. uh, Because I've got it, it's all got to be external as opposed to plumbed in. And uh, so I am, I do intend to, to, to listen to more podcasts, but I am a book in a bath person. And do you enjoy fiction as well as business books? I do. I try really hard to uh, read my non-fiction in the mornings and my fiction in the evenings, yeah. though, because I find if I get a great business book, I, I can't get to sleep. Oh, I'm too busy going, oh, yes. put it on that, or oh, I mean, need to get a post note and put that, you know, or I need to tell people about that quote or whatever it might be. Yes, so we've, we've talked about The Go-Giver. I think that's a very good recommended book. Have you got any others that sort of spring to mind that you'd like to share? Well, you know, it's uh, actually, this isn't a sales book per se, although it is in many ways, but there is a book which massively impacted me probably about two, three years ago. And it's a book by Brene Brown, who is well known for her work on vulnerability and shame. And um, she's a psychologist at uh, the University of Houston. She um, wrote a book called Dare to Lead. And the reason it impacted me so much is that she has a, she talks about daring leadership versus armoured leadership. And the fact that actually a fact, that, whether it's a fact or a, an attitude, but an attitude of leading through armour. Mm. Um, so, for example, I know everything, I'm the best. I and mean, it's very, very um, pertinent, actually, to, to business owners, yeah. to all of us business owners. I'm the one who knows everything and I'm the one who, who knows what's going on around here. Therefore, I'm the salesperson. She talks about leading, rather than leading through knowledge to re- lead through curiosity. Yeah. You know, so yeah. to lead through questions as opposed to te- so ask versus tell, which is her, one of her first attitudes. And there are t- 12 others. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. I, I recommend it to everybody that I coach, actually. Brilliant. Just remind me what it's called again. Called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Brilliant. So that's two good books, haven't we? We've got The Go-Giver and then Dare to Lead as well. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing those. That's wonderful. Um, but one of the things I'd really like to know, and I'm sure everyone listening would like to know, is how you started on your business journey and did you could you go straight into sales or was it something that you discovered you were good at um can you can you sort of share your business journey with us 
Ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that is an interesting one because I've got a, four, a nearly 15-year-old girl and she's just thinking about what she does next after GCSEs. And I've also got a 13-year-old girl who's thinking about GCSEs. And, of course, you know, the schools go, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yes. And, uh, um, you know, therefore, which of these are which of these subjects are going to be best for you? I did not know what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, I think I probably wanted to be a hairdresser and then possibly a teacher, which is interesting because I'm not quite a teacher, but kind of in that adult education area, I suppose, in some respects. Um, but I had no idea. So I um, I did my A-levels. I left and went to Nottingham and did my degree in French and international relations. And I did French because I loved French. Yeah. Um, and reason. I wanted to, to carry on. Yeah. So, you know, my mum was not a pushy mum. She was a do what you do what you love mum. So I did that and I international relations, which is which has still probably been way more useful than the French, actually, um, as we watch with interest, yeah, yeah. the international relations unfolding. Um, so, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was while I was a student, I worked in a nightclub in Rock City in Nottingham. And uh, yeah, I probably misspent misspent youth in Rock City, <laughs> and uh, um, and I, I left I left university. I did a I did a, I did a, uh, a year abroad in Amiens in France, and I left I left uh, university uh, not knowing what I wanted to do. Carried on working in Rock City, yeah, and then realised that I needed to pay off some debts. Um, so I started. I went into I didn't I didn't plan anything. I went into the local back to university and uh, said what's going on and there were happened to be some um vacancies to apply for a graduate program at united biscuits oh yeah okay um in sales in sales and uh so i thought oh i'd probably be all right doing that seemed to manage to be able to sell a snake bite in rock city (laughs) how different can a biscuit (laughs) be yes so yeah so um so yeah i applied and i got in so I okay. got ended, ended up on the United Biscuits graduate program, which was really fluky. It was not even at the right seat in the right time of year or anything. Um, and then, you know, I, that, and then from then I realised, I, you know, that I quite liked it. And I moved up through United Biscuits for many years, actually, uh, into kind of a senior leadership sort of sales director role in the end. Uh, yeah, and the rest is history. And then what inspired you to set up on your own? when I yeah when I said that I you know when I was little I wanted to be a teacher uh I one of the roles that I did through sales was a sales trainer and actually I then applied to be a sales trainer in the HR team and did that work did did that job for two and a half years it's kind of almost part of the path career path to Mm. do some sales training and when I did that I also did uh, facilitated at some management programs and so on and found that I really loved it so that was already in my head kind of in the early 90s and then um and then we were part of a big sales training sort of commercial academy process at United Biscuits and I was asked to be a trainer asked again to be a champion a mm. trainer and I just found it so rewarding to help other people to lose that fear of selling which everybody seemed to have yeah um so when I got the opportunity I decided that I was going to to move on so I actually became a consultant twice first time I uh I um 
became a consultant. I did some work with some distributors. I did some consultancy work in sales, supporting uh, uh, a business who wanted to move their distributor in Ireland, actually. And uh, and then I ended up going back to United Biscuits as a consultant, as head of customer marketing for a short period. And then finally, I uh, decided that I was going to, to move on. And uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then then it, it it's not it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, it's one of those things you it's you do have to be able to take a risk, and you do have to be able to manage you know the ebb and flow of cash yes. uh, as your projects ebb and flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. My first couple of my first three years were very interesting because I became a consultant. I met my husband and had two children oh my in goodness. the course of three years. Yeah. I wonder it ebbed and flowed. Uh, yeah, and 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 just about managed to to grow the business and and keep going. Yeah. Yes, but I mean, again, this is sort of sort of tips and and um, one can learn so much from listening to someone else's story. And that if you're thinking about leaving your corporate role or you've just started and you're running your own business, you know, you're not alone. It's tough, and it no. does, and, and things just hearing that it ebb and, ebbs and flows, and, and sometimes things get thrown at you, which actually look back on and think, "Oh, that was." I'm really glad that happened. Whereas at the time, it was a sort of you thought it was a complete brick wall. Um, they're, they're all challenges that make you what you are, and actually, you, we're all going through them, and we, all, you know, probably even more so right at the beginning of a business when you're setting it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Amanda, we've actually just been emailed in a question from uh, Mark in Maidenhead, who said um, he finds it difficult to talk about prices in the sales process. Um, have you any thoughts that could help him with um, overcoming this block? And I think I think I know where he comes from. Sometimes we're all terribly, I don't know, is it terribly British or something? And then we sort of say, oh, no, we can't possibly talk about prices. But how can you sell without knowing what the, sort of the costs are? Absolutely. Yeah, Mark, it is a $6 million uh, challenge for for most people, particularly when they've kind of not really been trained in sales. And I've got a four-stage process, which is uh, very simple. You can write it down. It's connect, connect, learn, map, and complete. Connect with your customer, uh, you know, build some rapport, learn in detail how much, um, what they're looking for, learn in detail, you know, what their challenges are, and only then to match to their, um, to match what your offer is to them. And at the end of matching that your offer to them, tell them how much it is in order to start to complete. And then within complete, I always, some people call it closing. Yes, you close. You close with the next step in the actions. You also close with the price um, and then reassure in terms of what comes next. The thing with price is um, I've also got a, yeah, please feel free to write this down again. You you can tell I'm a trainer, can't you? Um, Value, it's all about value, which is where the go-giver, that book really helps. And Mm. read that book, it's a very short book. But bring value because the, the formula is value equals benefits minus price. Yes, okay. So bring the value and the benefits and describe the value and the benefits before price. And some of your listeners might be thinking, yeah, but they asked me too early. They asked me for the price too early. How much is it for a so-and-so? Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I, you know, I always say depends. Depends what you're looking for and it depends whether it's going to fit for you. I mean, in a service-based industry, 
um, you know, people ask for a price for something they think they need when actually we find that actually it, 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 it's, it's not quite what they need. Yeah. So you need to, yes. So don't, yes, don't jump in. Do your, do your, yeah. your research. Yeah. Oh, and the you. other thing is be proud of your price because you're proud, your, your price is saying this is what this value is worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very valid point. Um, I think you know, this is what it's learn. worth. Yeah. When they say, well, that's too much then, you know, I tend to, I t- when that objection comes in, you acknowledge that objection because the, that's a valid objection, valid, valid question. You know, what they're really asking you is, is this worth it? Yes. But that's why you've got to do the other pieces behind it as well, isn't it? Yes. It's not absolutely, just a price. Absolutely right. And, you know, if a genuine objection is, you know, um, when the price is spoken without fear is, is it's not going to work then you know what would work um and then and then cut that suit according to that cloth as opposed to okay i'll give you a discount which we can all do if we want to but yeah thank you for showing that there's a lot of lot of learnings in that but um it's time to move on to our second track um and i want to know what uh amanda this is by the cult and um if this really takes me back see she i can't even say it she sells sanctuary but i'm just wondering why is this a particular favorite i just feel there's a story in this (laughs) well actually um when i worked at rock city when i was at university i kind of was a bit of a goth (laughs) <laughs> and I kind of Love was this. a bit of a punky goth with a kind of rather large Mohican, and uh, which not everybody knows that about me, but they do now. And um, um, this song is actually quite middle of the road goth. Yeah, I did consider. I don't know whether I said I sent this one to you, but I did consider Sisters of Mercy, Marianne. So oh, yes. if anybody's listening oh, out there, who knows that one. Yeah, and but I did think your listeners might switch off. <laughs> brilliant so yeah this one is middle of the road goth for me and very very bouncy I, I challenge you not to bounce around when you're listening to it excellent thank you
Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. And thank you for listening in today. Uh, we are joined by sales growth expert Amanda Downs, which is, we've, I think we've learned so much um, and we've still got a few more minutes to go. And I'm hoping that there'll be more useful tidbits. Uh, Amanda is just, what she doesn't know about selling, you can just tell that there's <laughs> so many tips on, on, on this show. So thank you very much for sharing those with us. Um, but now we're going to come on to challenges that we're facing as business owners at the moment. Um, and obviously there's quite a few. And I think one of the big, biggest challenges facing us all right now is this cost of living crisis. It's everywhere and price increases are everywhere. And a lot of them are obviously affecting our businesses. So how do we small business owners go about increasing our prices? So, so let's just say we're not just going to put them up and, and risk the potential to perhaps lose a client or a customer. So I'm just wondering then, is there a better way, if you've got advice on how we, we put our prices up, you know, just as everyone else is, so that's justified, but at the same time without just kind of lumping it in there, there must be a nice way, a nicer, don't we want to be nicer, a nicer way of doing it, a better way of doing it? Yeah, I mean, it is a, it's a, it's the six million dollar challenge at mm-hmm. the moment, as we know. Um, it, oh, the first thing I'd say is, that as a small business, if you are not putting your prices up, why not? Yep. Please, please don't duck it, because um, now there there has never been a more authentic um, way time to put your prices up because prices have gone up. All our costs have gone up in every single way. So that's the first thing. Um, so to put your prices up, for me, it's the, it's the transparency. It's my prices have increased. I need to bring you some price inflation in order that, you know, I can continue. Uh, or I would always, to be upfront, I always call, we, we always call it, we always say don't ever give a naked price increase. Right. What, so what you dress mean? the price increase, mm-hmm. dress the price increase with value. You know, so dear customer, um, absolutely, um, you know, really loved working with you. Um, we've got this happening now. We, here's this, here's that. Remind you about this, that and the other. Um, put your price and then and then say, I need to put, we need to put our prices up by a certain date. So be really, really clear and sell it in. So, you know, connect, learn, then match and complete to sell it in. So you sell in a price increase rather than just put up your prices. Yes, and I suppose that's exactly what I mean by because we know we've got it, it, we've got to do it, and we know that it, as you said, it's authentic to do so. But you don't want to just just put them up. So that's that's usually I like that. Put some clothing on them. <laughs> yeah, don't don't just go in naked because mm. if you go in naked with a big surprise, uh, although at the moment it isn't a surprise at all <laughs> yes. to anybody. Uh, but if you go in naked, then there's nowhere to, you know, there's nothing to hide. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, and then we were talking earlier about sales strategy. Um, it's sort of, one might think of marketing strategies, and I know there's a bit of crossover between sales and marketing, and I know they support each other, but they are very different elements. But why um, and how do you, t- you know, suggest we do a sales strategy? Yeah, it's a really good time to think about sales strategy now as well, because most people's um, positions have moved, both businesses and personally. So, yeah, the way that I recommend to do a sales strategy is to, um, there's a couple of ways, actually, there's a couple of tools to use. So things like, you know, making sure you're really clear about your client. So, you know, ideal client, um, who they are, where they are, where they're doing business, what they need, what their challenges are. 
Um, and then the other, and then the other one is is around um, so because so, so sort of bottom up tools like like that, and then also like what products do you want to sell? You know, what actual products and services do you want to sell? Because they're the ones that you build your business around. So and when I think about bot, bottom up and then, you know, what, what the price needs to be uh, and et cetera. Mm. Um, top down, though, a lot more work in the last few years with people top down to say, to, to say, what's your vision? What's the purpose? Why are you doing what you do? Um, and what is your kind of, you know, what is your unique offer why should business people do business with you because from that you can then say so what therefore are the big things that i need to do so if my purpose is to stop sales being a dirty word yes then i need to make sure that sales leaders don't think that sales is a dirty word so we've got to make sure that they're comfortable to coach it as such yeah and i suppose it comes back to um selling the dream and selling the connection isn't it and the value of the connection yeah. rather than yes I like yeah to top down. Yeah. yeah um and and then to go to get sales strategy you started off by we talked about it earlier existing customers lapsed customers then new customers so, so if we think we have to be looking for new customers all the time to the detriment of all else mm. then that's a mistake because existing customers actually are a massively rich massively rich um, vein, both in terms of they'll have moved, so their needs will have moved, so they may need something else from you, but also in terms of referrals. Yes. You know, so um, the best way to get business is from somebody saying, "Oh, you want to go to her for that?" Yes, exactly. And you've already built up the relationship with them, so that's that's yeah, very much absolutely. So it's based on based on trust. So it's based on trust. Yes. But yeah, so from a sales strategy perspective, start with who start with your vision. Then say, what are the really big bets? What are the big things that you need to do? And then work down from each of those. Um, if you're new and starting out, uh, the key is to say, who do, I want to, who, who do I want to sell to? What do I want to sell them to, so, to them at how much? Yeah. Because you, you, that will stop you selling if you don't know that. Yeah, I suppose so. You need yeah. your, yeah. Definitely. If you don't, because then you'll, when somebody asks you, um, and you get into a sales conversation, you don't really know what the price is because you don't really know what the product is that you might be selling to them, yes. particularly in service-based industries. That's so true. That's so true. Um, and I've got a quick question. This is something that bugs me, but and we've only got a few minutes to answer it, so I hope it's not going to be a long one. But I, I know I'm not alone when I think this, but quite often I see people or I hear them and I think, oh, they're such a natural salesperson. Oh, they've got the gift. Is this true? Are people born with the sales gift or, or do you think you can learn it? Absolutely can learn it. it and actually, that I do a lot of work with psychometrics, with uh, sales leaders and sales teams and business owners around understanding what your preferred style is. Mm-hmm. And actually, the people, the, here's the thing, here's the short answer. <laughs> the people that you buy from have all sorts of different styles. Yes, and therefore, okay. there is no one gift. The gift is to be able to um, to to sell to the the customer in their own style, oh, and that it. is a skill. Yeah. To match the skill, if I'm selling to somebody who is an introverted thinker, mm-hmm. then I will slow down. I will make sure that I prepare my data. I will make sure that I ask them lots of questions. I'll give them time to think. I'll ask them about what they need to reflect on. So uh, I'll change my style. So there is no one size fits all. 
that is really, really insightful, isn't it? And it's that, what's it called, mirror, mirroring? Um, yeah, it's absolutely um, yeah. mirroring. That is fascinating. And so it, it comes across yeah, in sales. And, and I think it also links back to what we were saying right at the very beginning about um, you know, the, the similarities and, and working with people that, that match, you know, that have the same values and things. It's, it's almost the same. It, it just keeps yeah, coming yeah. up in business, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. That is, um, thank you. So you've shared so much with us today, Amanda. I, I know that we've got a lot more we could cover, but we, we do need to start wrapping it up for today, which is such a shame. So we'll just have to get you back and you can find another little nice little sort of lay by somewhere else some other time. Um, but before we wrap up for this week, thank you, obviously, Amanda, for joining us today and joining us remotely. Um, sales skills are something we can all do with improving. And I think the discussions today have been really invaluable to everyone that's been listening. But if someone wishes to find out more about their about your business, rather, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you and learn more? So if you are a small business, then um, if you get in touch with me via Amanda at salesgrowthexpert.co.uk, um, uh, so that would be a good way. And then, uh, to be honest, these days, my preferred way is just LinkedIn. LinkedIn messaging. So LinkedIn yeah. with me. Connect. Amanda Downs too. Amanda Downs and the number two, that's me. And you'll see my smiley face and you'll see a banner of tomatoes. That's me. <laughs> I like that. So that's subliminal, isn't it? It's like tomatoes. Yeah. That must be Amanda. Uh, well, that's certainly one we're all going to remember. So, yes, LinkedIn, Amanda Downs to tomatoes. Wonderful. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. Thank you so much for sharing your, your business story and your journey. And we've had some great discussions and learned some great techniques that will help us all to make uh, to be and become better salespeople. Thank you very much. And Sophie is back next week. Um, and if there's a particular topic or a subject you'd like us to cover on Let's Talk Business, then drop us an email, fiona at river.radio. Thank you very much for joining us all today. And we'll see you next week. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets of traffic